Hey girl, hey, it's a brand new episode of Real Thick Thursday. This week, I'll be sharing the latest tea. I'll be talking about Netflix's new obsessive show, Love is Blind. I'll also recap on my rewild women's circle experience that I had mentioned previously. And I'm also going to talk about my recent Disney trip, which is kind of why there was no episode last week. So stay tuned and get ready for a brand new episode of Real Thick Thursday. Hey guys, it's your weekly recap with your girl Tons. Um, yeah, sorry about last week for no new episode. You know, there was just a lot of things going on. And also, I was getting ready to go to the happiest place on earth, Disneyland. So, I think I was just so focused because we were, um, leaving so early in the morning that I was like, you know what? I'm just super exhausted. I need to, like, just take a breather for a second and... You know just get myself ready for this vacation because I felt like I definitely needed a vacation um and yeah so sorry for no new episode but like guys it is it was daylight savings this past week also we lost that hour and only had 23 hours and I don't know about y'all but I definitely felt that loss of an hour because when my alarm went off I was like yo no way no way no way so yeah I don't know I hate spring forward honestly I of course but it's it's cool because the sun is out longer and like it's six o'clock right now and it's still sunny as day so that's kind of nice and you know that means um when it comes summertime like obviously you're gonna be out when the sun's out so that'll be fun Anyways, um, some trending topics. I'm, of course, number one is coronavirus. Y'all, wash your hands. Just wash your hands. Hand sanitizer. Don't touch your face. Like, wash your hands for 20 seconds. Like, and if you are healthy, please do not wear a mask. Do not buy a mask because um, I've read so many articles that, like, healthy people should not be the ones wearing the mask. If you have, like, a cough or a runny nose, like those are the people who should be wearing those. Um, the people who work in hospitals, nurses, doctors, do not take do not take their masks because I heard even they don't have enough inventory because so many people go into the hospitals or doctors' offices and take them, and it's like, dude, that's not for you, that's for them. So, yeah, just wash your hands, please. Like, if you feel sick, just stay your ass at home. Like, it's okay. I feel like your boss would rather you be sick at home than getting everyone else sick. Like, just be courteous and mindful. That's that's all I think anybody ever asks for. Um, some other tea. Oh, no, not tea. We're not there yet. <laughs> Weekly recaps. Hello. Um, yeah, I went to, so I went to Disneyland this past weekend, which is great. I feel like, you know, it was fun and food filled i always like feel i eat the best at disneyland i don't know why i just always eat great there and you know a churro i'm not gonna deny no disneyland churros ever um what else oh i went to that women's circle that i think i mentioned last week or the week before and i can't wait to talk a little bit about that and how it was 
and like my expectations about it so that'll be interesting and then I of course cannot wait to talk about Love is Blind because I wasn't I that show wasn't honestly not even on my radar but because my boss was like telling me about it and she's like you have to watch it you have to watch it all these crazy things are happening on the show and I used to actually watch Married at first sight and I believe the creator of that show is the one who created um, Love is Blind so I was like okay whatever once I watched the one or the first episode I of course was hooked like you wanted to know what happens next so I just was like you know what we're here I just gotta go with it and you know I like binge watched that whole thing on a Sunday and I was dying for that reunion episode so can't wait to talk about my feelings about that and maybe um, on the Instagram story you guys can tell me who you were rooting for if you watched the show or what you thought about the show and yeah so next up we got your trending topics and what's the thesis stay tuned it's your favorite segment what's the thesis with what i considered trending topics i know i had mentioned in the recap coronavirus and let me reiterate again wash your damn hands i'm not gonna go into what i said already but like just wash your hands hand sanitize be mindful don't like be coughing on people don't be sneezing on people like just be mindful you know and be safe because we all want to be healthy um you know some trending topics since like last week since i didn't get to cover them i had written down some and you know if you guys are into football like i am like i'm into football but and i keep up with like what's trending with it somewhat whatever like you know is more important to me um but i had seen trending tom brady's free agency obviously the whole world knows about it and um apparently the they were saying i don't know if it's true or not but the niners were interested in him and you know i don't even i personally don't even want tom brady like i don't care how many championships you have i don't care how many rings you got we don't want you we have an amazing quarterback jimmy garoppolo he is he actually likes like studied under tom brady so it's like we already have we have our own tom brady we don't need another one and like this team is already like great you know super bowl mm, still tough to talk about but you know we have a great team we have a great leader in jimmy g he did amazing in the regular season in the preseason and in the playoff season and he's going to do great next season. So, you know what? I'm going to be like, no for Tom Brady. So, he doesn't need to come here. Um, Meg the Stallion, she was having some issues and lawsuits with her, um, her current label, which is 1501 Certified Entertainment. Um, they wouldn't, like, let her release any new music, which is crazy because... Um, I didn't even realize she only had, like, one, I think one album out, like, so, and, you know, your freshman album is obviously your most crucial one, because 
that's where everyone's going to see like what type of vibe you of an artist you are like what like your lyrics especially as a female rapper like your lyrics people are definitely gonna look into that and just like like business-wise how profitable are you as an artist so for them to not let her um release her sophomore album was crazy and i guess she went on to instagram live and like publicly vocal vocalized vocalized her issues with the label and she said she wasn't able to release new music because they weren't trying to renegotiate her contract and that's honestly very interesting because she goes to school at usc i believe i'm not really sure what she studies but it's interesting as smart as she is that she didn't read her contract but i feel like when you are newly signed and a new artist like sometimes you're just so caught up in the hype and the excitement of like being signed like I wouldn't I would honestly wouldn't know how that feels but like I feel if I was an artist and someone's like I want to sign you like oh yeah I'm not gonna read the contract and be like yeah let's go and you basically sign your soul away without reading all the little fine print that they always say like make sure you read your contract make sure you read your contract and make sure you understand what's being said so it was interesting to hear that that was like the main issue because of a contract and it's like dude like why didn't you read it or why didn't you have like your lawyer look over it so i guess like that's just been an issue of like what exactly the label gets from her income and um and the song she puts out so i believe a judge granted her a temporary restraining order so she'll get to release new music which she did she released a whole new album i've listened to some songs briefly and i know a trending one was captain hook and then she had released her single bitch and so hopefully i'll get a chance to um check out her album because you know i actually do like some of her songs obviously she she made hot girl summer a vibe and you know i love meg the stallion she's a dope artist she's a dope girl she ratchet which i really like so you know whoa the nba has suspended this season whoa yeah i don't know if you guys have been following sports a lot of uh countries and i know currently today the nba had announced that um they were still contemplating if they wanted to have continue with the season and play without um the fans because i know italy had done that with their soccer games because they're trying to just make sure everything's contained players are safe and um staff or whatever so i know the nba did it um the ncaa announced that they were going to do that with the championship game only like family is going to be allowed and little staff is going to be allowed and then who else announced theirs today i did see that nf some nfl teams said they would like the niners apparently said um if the coronavirus extends obviously into the nfl season then they're probably not gonna have a no fans situation as well and it's like you know i feel like that's it's understandable but it's also like that's what the that's that's who the players play for they play for their fans and i know like lebron said like he won't play if there's gonna be no fans i had seen floating around on twitter that kd doesn't even want to come out here because the warriors actually play the nets tomorrow and he you know he was excited he gets to see his friends and he gets to come back to the bay i think for the first time 
and the fact that there's going to be no fans to like see his return and um it's just going to be the teams like I can understand why the players are even frustrated because that's no fun like it's just it's just going to be y'all like it's a practice that's like a like a scrimmage game you know what I mean so it's just it's just interesting that this is how this is how like this virus this corona the coronavirus has caused so many like it's just causing a stir and I honestly truly believe and you can judge me all you want but the media the media media as a communications major major the media blows things up out of proportion and it causes people to panic cause hysteria and that's why some things get so misconstrued or miscommunicated and things blow up like it has with this coronavirus like with the whole shortage of toilet paper shortage of clorox wipes high charges of hand sanitizer and all this shit like it's like yo why weren't you guys doing this before the coronavirus you know what i mean so like the media totally has caused like a big major uproar in um everywhere within different countries within sports within music festivals like coachella got postponed and stagecoach got postponed until october um they're canceling a lot of concerts they're canceling a lot of work conferences i heard like they canceled um some big i think it was facebook conference in downtown san jose at the civic center like it's just bad a lot of companies in the bay area have told people stay home do not come to work work from home um or some companies say like hey fridays is work from home fridays and you know what's crazy my job hasn't even said that so sucks for us well no i take that back my job is split up into like different buildings and different like i guess you could say hierarchies of people and my department we technically can't really work from home so i guess that's why and kind of like we call ourselves like the stepchild because people forget about us and all that shit but yeah we probably will never get that offer of working from home um but yeah it's just it's just crazy and then oh man today um if you guys are from the bay area uh one of our most popular malls besides the malls in the city is uh valley fair westfield valley fair and there was like a thing trending on reddit on reddit about like a kid or an adult posted something that you know he was just feeling sad or some shit and was like you know what i'm gonna go to the mall and i'm gonna shoot it up at this time catch it on a live stream or catch it on snapchat it's like okay one you're putting something i think it was even he posted it for like the day he's gonna do it the next day and it's like you don't think no one's going to see your post and you don't think no one will be like hey we should call the police or like you don't think you're gonna be like found and notified that like what are you doing like that's crazy and i guess like the santa clara police department looked into it san jose police department looked into it and said like it was a non a non-threat because there was no there's no um gun activity because the guy said he was gonna come armed with all kinds of like ammunition and um automatic weapons and just shoot them all up at 3 p.m and um 
yeah they looked into it they no one was around at the mall and then i guess somebody had like at the mall had just started screaming shooter shooter and which causes a mass like stores locking down and um people like just like what the fuck what the fuck and so i guess the cops came and they i believe they may have arrested that person but i don't know um it's just the world is just going freaking crazy right now um what else what else you, oh i know this was last week too but it was like super tuesday for voting and i did want to i had wanted to talk about that um if i had posted a new episode last week um that i actually voted not for the first time but i voted physically for the first time i went to like a voting poll and voted um and it was a cool experience there was so many people like i didn't realize i would think most people would mail in their ballots but there's so many people who like were at Mopita's library and wanted to go in there and vote so that was a cool experience and just talking to people and just being like how people are so um interested in politics because some people are just like oh we don't want trump to be president so let's just vote for whoever whereas the people actually are interested in the candidates and actually vote for someone who they think will truly beat um trump but you know i always say i don't want to get too deep into politics because it's not really it's not really kosher and it's not really something i highly talk about so i'm gonna leave it there and I think that's my wrap-up for your what's the thesis and my uh, trending topics. So here's a fun, lovely commercial that you guys hear every episode. And after that, I will talk about the new Netflix obsession, Love is Blind. So let's talk about Love is Blind because that is my new obsession right now. And I don't know if it's y'all's new obsession or if you guys have even watched it because I wasn't even trying to watch it. And my boss is the one who told me about it. So I'm just like, yo, what is this show? Why do people keep talking about it? And honestly, when I actually seen the previews i was like dude this is married at first sight like this is love is whatever this concept is like this is married at first sight basically so this show i found out was filmed last year in october 2018 which was already mind-blowing in itself so the couples who who like do get married which is the end game of the show they've been married for over a year at the at this at this point basically so the point of the show, Love is Blind, is singles trying to match and fall in love without ever seeing each other face to face and see if an emotional connection att- uh, attempts to conquer physical attraction. So there's basically these pods that um, the males go into, the females go into, and then there's a wall. You can't see through it. You can only hear each other. And the males and females never see each other never like mix they have their own house um 
houses i guess you can say and then they have their own hallways they walk through and um they just go room from room to room if you so to speak call it that um and yeah so i believe they highlighted six couples and i believe there was there was obviously more singles that started but i don't even really know how they chose um chose these specific couples to highlight because obviously you want to choose people who are gonna agree with the audience or caught or like you know bring attention to the show more and um you know so the first episode all the singles um enter the dating pods and they all go through each each guy each female basically and introduce themselves talk to each other and get to feel each other out and they date and i believe they do that for like two weeks and then after the two weeks you eventually propose and once you propose within that two-week process like you can propose after like the first week or like three days and once you do that you get to um finally meet the person you propose to and after that um they had whisked them away to a vacation and i believe they all vacationed in the same place they all stayed at the same hotel and they were all in mexico and um that's when you see if there's even a physical attraction and i don't even know how long they were in mexico but mexico for but after that um they are then to the next stage of cohabitating with each other in the real world going back to the real world and they all live in they all live in the same apartment complex all the couples and they go back to their jobs their families their friends and they let people know like hey this is what i've been doing and also i'm engaged and i'm getting married in 30 days because i think they give them a month to get married and once the month happens and they get to the wedding day they either say i do obviously with moving forward or they say i don't and it wasn't even really clear of like it's i don't and you part ways or it's like i don't but i still want to date you which i feel should always be an option because like you are getting to know each other in such a little time it's like yeah do you really think we are ready for a marriage but i still feel i want to date you you know they never show that aspect they just want to show it's like it's either i do or it's i don't drama basically so um the couples they highlighted was lauren and cameron giannina i believe is how you say her name but her nickname is g and damien jessica and mark kenny and kelly and then barnett and amber so my personal favorite was lauren and cameron i was so for them I was like, yo, they are an interracial couple and they just don't even know it yet. Lauren is Af- a beautiful African-American girl. Um, and Cameron was this tall engineer white guy. And he wasn't even like, when I say he's an engineer, like don't think he's nerdy or geeky looking. He's like, he was very handsome. I was very shocked that he like works with robots and shit and um he's very like when he spoke when they like were speaking every time in the pods like he was just so mellow and just so chill and it's like 
Like, wouldn't, why wouldn't you not want to talk to that type of person every day and, like, feel like if you're super stressed and you come home to that? And it's like, wow, you just keep me so, like, relaxed and chill just because you, your voice is just so chill. So I was definitely rooting for them. Um, I won't, try, I'll try not to give no, um, no spoilers if people do want to watch it or, you know, people don't care about what I, what I say about the show. But, um, yeah, so he proposed to her. I'll at least get to that. And then, you know, you can find out for yourselves if they do end up together or not. And plus there was a reunion episode, so you can even see what they say about their experience on that episode. Um, but yeah, I was totally rooting for them. They were super cute. Like, um, it was crazy because she brought up even when she first like saw him like oh like he's a white man and you know we're gonna be this is an interracial experience and then she was all like um I've never been with a white guy ever like all my ex-boyfriends have been black and all this other stuff and she's like I'm very pro-black and I don't know if like my family will even agree with it because she was saying her dad is very like pro-black and very like stick to your kind and all that stuff so she didn't even know if like her dad would be accepting even of the like just the process in general because you know she wanted to introduce him and she said she never had introduced a boyfriend before to her dad and um she didn't know what he would have said or like if he would even have given his blessing at that point for that um so which you know he did meet her dad and it was a very it seemed very tense but and I think the dad even said, like, he just seems too chill. Like, he said uh, Cameron was just too chill for him. And he doesn't know if they're going to even make it. But, you know, he just said, if you make my daughter happy, then, you know, I'm happy. So I'm totally rooting for them. I feel they're going to have such a very successful marriage. And obviously, he didn't. he doesn't see color, which I liked about him, Cameron. And he even said, like, he's had relationships with um a black girl before so he already knew like obviously what to expect and he knew like even like I guess you could say the not critiques but like the looks you get when you are an interracial couple or like the comments people say to you as an interracial couple so he already knew and he wasn't even gonna let that stop him from being with this girl like when I say she is beautiful she is beautiful like man she I think she was the prettiest female on that whole show like she was I'm like how is this girl single there's no way and like what I actually admired about her saying was she was just so nervous to give up her independence because she had been I guess single for so long and she didn't know if like she was ready to give that up because she even said like um when they they had the opportunity to see where each other lived and he had this big ass house to himself and he was like of course like i want you to move in here and we can make this our home and then she was all like you know i don't would you be okay if i like kept my place because she just had a little studio apartment and she was just like you know this is my sanctuary and sometimes like i need that alone time and he, he kind of was like had that Ooh, i don't know about that like that seems sketchy like you want your own like place so like get away from me but who knows how that conversation really ended or played out but um like i totally fell for her like yeah if you've been single for so long it's hard to like 
give that up and just like create this home with somebody that you literally just met like last week so I feel you girl um I totally get that and you know I feel like that would be me too when I when I eventually get in a relationship (laughs) um the next couple is Giannina and Damien I think I want to say Giannina she is from was she from Venezuela so like she just had this like feisty Latin woman already like vibe on her but she she was really like very millennial in my opinion and then Damien I thought he was very good looking too and very handsome he was nice on the eyes and um just tall and muscular and it was cute because when he proposed like he was like so nervous so nervous and it was cute with hers because uh, G was all like, you know, I want an equal and you agree that, you know, you want us to be equals. And she was all like, I want to know if you want to marry me. And it was cute. Like she wanted to propose too. And I think even in interview, she said she didn't even know that she was going to do that. And then, you know, of course they also had the physical attraction and she, um, it was interesting that she had shared that she actually self-sabotages when she feels something is too good, which is crazy to even like even think about or even say out loud like that you you know that you do that and that you still continue to do that. And um, that actually kind of was her biggest enemy was herself because, dude, she picked some gnarly freaking fights with this kid and he just like... I was like, yo, why are you acting like that? Or why are you acting like this? Or like, why can't we just communicate? And like, he was just like, sometimes like, why can't you just let me process things first? And then I will come back to you with my feelings and communicate. And I think they both agreed that communication was their problem. Um, you know, and it was such a major a major thing for them to like try to navigate and figure out and so like I was definitely rooting for them and you'll see how they play out as a couple um but she was definitely so mean to him guys like let me tell you she was so mean to him and he was just like trying to be very like understanding and just love her and he I think he really did love her so much and she I know she loved him but he oh god the shit she would say to him it's like dude what's wrong with you like that's just so mean like she I think she brought up like how you know she was like you know how I said like the sex was good well it definitely was or like he says that like he says comments like that and she was like do you ever notice that I don't ever say that back and it's like the fuck it's like what's wrong with you girl like damn hit him where it hurts like and then he brought up like how she's always on her phone because I think one of her things is like, you know, she promotes stuff obviously on Instagram and she has to post it. And like he was having like a serious ass conversation with her and she was like legit on her phone and he was just, like, and this is exactly my point. Like, dude, are you serious? And she was like getting mad at him for like pointing it out. And then all of a sudden it's like she gets mean. And then all of a sudden she like comes back and is like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. You're right. And I'll learn how to do this. And it's like, girl, oh my God, why couldn't you just get it the first fucking time? Like, oh my God. Um, but you know, I'm rooting for them. I really hope they do work out. Like, even though, like, if you guys just watch how their relationship is, you'll kind of see it's very, 
it's very passionate but it's also very like oh my god like why are they together so we'll see what happens with that um next couple jessica and mark oh my god if anybody else watches this freaking show oh you know jessica 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 Wow, was she so fucking annoying. Like, oh my god. I do not know how many fucking times she brought up her freaking age. It's like, dude, who cares? Like, you're 34, he's 24. Who gives an F about it? Like, oh my god. Like, oh, jeez. But she was caught up in a somewhat love triangle during, like, the pod process. Because she had actually really liked another guy. But from the way it showed, it showed she met Mark, her fiance, first, and then she met Barnett. And like, it's crazy because like when they showed her first meeting with Mark, she was like, "Wow, like instant connection. We have so many similarities." They both were like, "I think like you're amazing," and I like, "Wow, like you check all my boxes. I check all your boxes." Like, man. And then she meets Barnett, and like. This dude is, like, very sarcastic and very, like, joking, but he he can be real honest and real, like, serious when he needs to be, and um, she was just super falling for him, and she's like, wow, like, forget Mark, like, I'm all about this dude, and this is where this Barnett dude messed up. He was all like, I could propose to you tomorrow, and because I think that the, the time of the two weeks was dwindling down. And so she was just like, if you tell me that, because I guess, you know, obviously the guy, the girl, the guys and the girls are going to talk about who their favorites are, who they think they might want to propose to in the end. And um, so, you know, people start to be more aware of who likes the same person, who thinks they're going to be with the same person. So um, when he said that to her, she was like, okay, then I'll cut off all ties with other guys and if you're saying you're gonna propose to me tomorrow then okay then I'm like I'm you I'm yours I choose you and so Jessica of course tells all the girls about it and one girl Amber who like says it's Barnett or nobody basically because she just fallen head over heels for him she was all like so confused and um she actually brought it up to him and was just all like he's all like I shouldn't have said that like you know because he was actually between three girls Jessica Amber and I think her name was LC and he was just like I shouldn't have said that to Jessica like you know I don't really know where my head is at I don't really know who I'm gonna choose and blah 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 and so of course Amber is gonna I believe she actually relayed that or was just all like she was just like very confident in herself and was like you know what you're gonna choose me like I don't even know why it's a discussion like she said it jokingly but she was very confident that they were gonna be together so I want to say Amber did relay that information of course and um Jessica actually kind of I guess you could say broke up with Mark in a way which was like the most saddest thing to watch he was so he was so sad I think he actually left the pod because he was so sad and then like you know she was like heartbroken and it's like girl no you ain't because you think you're about to get with this other dude you ain't heartbroken and you thought you think you're about to get married so um then she went to go talk to Barnett 
and he was all like oh she brings it up she was like do you still oh i don't think amber did bring it up because she was like to burnett do you still feel the same way about what you said about proposing to me and he was all like honestly no <laughs> he was all like i shouldn't have i shouldn't have said that i he's like i don't know what i want blah 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 dude she was about to lose her shit because she was like are you kidding me like I was thinking we were going to finally meet because you were going to propose and all this other shit. And she was just like, like, this is so uncool. Why are you saying all these fake things? Blah, blah, blah. Like, whoa, she blew up. And then this is the part I didn't like. She was all like, I chose this scummy guy, blah, 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 who just tells you lies. When I had this great guy who said like, all these things and we clicked and blah 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 so she basically chose second fiddle of mark and i don't i think she should have just left the process after that like if she wasn't down for him then she should have just been like okay then this is this is it this is the end of my this is the end of my time in this experiment but like she goes back to mark and tells him what like like I'm I'm she's like babe like I'm all about you like I choose you blah 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 all this shit and it's like man if I was him I'd be like fuck you girl like you're basically making me second choice at this point you know what I mean and but he's a sucker and he was like you know I'm I still love her I have all these feelings and blah 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 and um he was all like okay blah 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 I'll take you back and course he proposed and man was that the just downhill of that super downhill and she constantly brought up their age and then when they finally met and then they went to mexico i guess she brought up like her not being instantly attracted to him her fiance mark and then the other couples actually all got to meet in person at the resort on their little getaway and so she, that's when she finally got to meet Barnett and like was like instantly like, wow, that's like my type and blah, blah, blah. Because she said Mark, her fiance, was, wasn't really her type. And um, yeah, in her little comment, she was like, Barnett's her type. And I just, he's like, she was all like, I just need to tell him still how I feel and blah, blah, blah. And then she was even saying like, I'm even shocked he chose the girl he ended up with. And I was like, girl, like, Shady McShades, like, he did not choose you. Like, get off his dick about it. Like, girl, you got a fiance. Someone actually proposed to you, gave you your ass a ring. Like, girl, get your life. And so, yeah, it was just a downhill from there. Like, she told him, told Mark she wasn't attracted to him. And he's always saying nice things about her and just saying how in love he is and how, like, he's so confident in himself, even at 24. Because she just said, like, you're 24, I'm 34. How do you know? Like, this is what you want. And then she brought up, like, stop comparing me to your mom. And, um, yeah, I was just like, oh, I cannot stand this girl. Like, literally. And... She did some shady shit to Barnett's fiance, who I'll I'll just get into who he chose. He chose Amber, this I think it said she was like an ex um I think she said she was in the army. She used to have been in the army. She started when or maybe the National Guard when she was like 17 and then ever since that she was like bouncing around and she said she didn't finish college or whatever. Um 
yeah, he chose her. And, you know, they actually were very cute together. Obviously very physically attracted to each other once they finally met in person. And, um, yeah, you could tell they were very quirky and weird together. And they were probably a better fit than him and Jessica. Definitely. I feel like they wouldn't have got maybe wouldn't have gotten married or if they if Barnett and Jessica did end up together, I don't think their marriage would have lasted long. But like yeah, Jessica tried to I feel she tried to break them up. Like she just would try to find ways to talk to Barnett because she kept saying, like, I still want to be his friend. Like, we obviously had a very strong connection and I at least want to be his friend. It's like, girl, you want to be his backup plan. You're not trying to be his friend. You want to be his fucking backup plan. So if shit all else fails, like, you can slide your ass in there. Like, that's honestly what I thought. And literally this guy, I think it said he was 20 or 29. And he's so that he wasn't even that much older than the 24 year old. And it's like, what's the difference? Like, he may be older than Mark, but Mark might be way more mature than Barnett, which kind of did show that he was. And um, yeah, and she, I think they had Amber through a party for Barnett at the apartment complex they all lived in. And Jessica got sloppy ass drunk. And was all like talking to Barnett on the low and was just all like telling him his or telling yeah telling him like a little bit of her and Mark's problems and I guess one of her problems with Mark was that he always talked to females and it's like bitch you're talking to the guy that you rather that you have blatantly been like I wish he chose me or I wish I had chosen him like come on sis like are you serious and so drunkenly like talking to him telling kind of telling him her and mark's problems and kind of even alluding to the fact that you know he she was shocked that he chose amber and that like you know you could still choose me basically if you wanted to like and it's like girl what is your problem he loves her and he's like even telling her that and she's just not hearing it she's like I still can't believe you're together. I still can't believe you're together. And it's just like, girl, she was being fake as F. And even like they had a little bachelorette for all the cup all the all the couples, like bachelor parties and bachelorette parties. And like she even goes up to Amber and was like, you know, I like love you and you and Barnett are great and blah blah blah. I wish you all this happiness. It's like, girl, being so fake to this girl, and she doesn't even she already has an inkling that you are having issues about them being together and you're just being way extra about it. So yeah, Jessica was not my favorite out of the couple out of the couples. And then who else? I talked about Ember Barnett a little bit. Kelly and Kenny, oh, they were just so vanilla. I did not really care for them. They were really boring. I feel bad for Kenny though, because like apparently her issue or she was she was like like no no intimacy until you know we get to know each other better which kind of was also jessica's excuse to mark and then she even took her ring off too like she was just but apparently her and mark had already did the deed eventually jessica and mark did the deed eventually so it was literally only kelly and kenny who didn't do the deed at that point 
but apparently Kenny had lied. I didn't I didn't catch that. He had lied saying they did, but they never really did. And it's because homegirl Kelly was just not attracted to him, I guess, physically. And um yeah, she just that was her issue by being intimate. She was fine with making out and doing, I guess, other things, but just the whole going the full full uh, bases home run. She was just not about that. So if you guys are interested after hearing that little blurb about the show, check it out and watch and see the season finale and the reunion, see how it ended out because I didn't want to spoil it for anybody and I didn't want to be a spoiler alert here. So you guys will just have to see it and like take on judgments of yourself of what you guys think of that experiment and if you would ever do that yourself. And honestly, I thought about it. I was like, if they ever brought that shit to the Bay Area, it'd be a very interesting concept. But it's just like also too, they didn't choose your typical people of like all all sizes or all heights or like, you know, like to really test the theory is love blind of like, say a short person and like a tall girl or like someone who's not as fit and someone who is fit. Like, you know, those type of things. So if they ever... If they do a season two and they kind of go along more that route and show a little more interactions than just the main people they chose or however that process works, I, th- I would be interested in watching another season and also, like, be interested in seeing does that shit really work? Because, you know, technically, like, with the dating apps, you kind of are doing that, but they legit got to not see each other, like, no pictures, no nothing, where apps... You can throw a filter or you can fucking edit the shit out of your pictures to make it like look nothing like you at that point. So, yeah. Check out the show Love is Blind and let me know what you guys think. So last week, Saturday, I went to this amazing, it's called Rewild Women's Circle. I found it on Instagram. I believe someone, either I randomly follow or personally know, I don't really recall, posted they attended. Oh, you know what? I think I saw on a photographer, a local photographer's page, she took pictures of their first event and, you know, she took pictures because she was doing their, helping with their website. And so obviously she tagged the Rewild Women's Circle, who's ran by the most amazing person, beautiful on the inside and outside. Um, And it was just a crazy, not crazy. It was a very like eye-opening and very kind of nerve-wracking experience in for me. Um, So. I don't know what the first circle was about, but so each circle has a different topic and it's like for three hours you're sitting in like a circle with um, women from all walks of earth, all ages, like, you know, and it's like you're growing, you're building a sisterhood with these, with these women. And so this circle was about self-love and, you know, I always say things come at like a good time or things come like a sign I guess you could say for a reason so the fact that that was a topic was actually pretty 
pretty interesting and pretty like spot on of like me going to attend that as my first um, circle. And so you had to bring a journal for like reflection and then you um, had to bring a picture of um, yourself um, in between the ages of three and seven, I believe, because you were going to talk about like self-love as or like your childhood I think the description said of when you signed up so um when you first walked in she's like saged you which I've never I know what sage is but I've never been saged so that was cool um and it was just like you know keeping you in the mood and keeping you open um so we did that and then um started out with like a light meditation so that you were just like clear of mind and just open and then we started with saying around the circle I am and I feel which you would think is like the same thing but it's two different things and um I didn't know what I was gonna say because sometimes in those type of settings I get like a little obviously shy and a little nervous like I don't know what the fuck is gonna come out my mouth or what I'm thinking sometimes because I'm just like, fuck, I don't know. I don't know any of these people, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I've been on many and plenty retreats. So you would think I have like a little inkling of being okay with this type of environment. But sometimes, you know, it's just still a little hard. Even at any age, you just get like a little tense or like, ah, it's a lot. And so, um, yeah. And then we got into the first exercise and I shit you not, I cried within those first 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes into that circle. Um, so the first exercise was you talk to your, your inner child. You just say like what you would have, what you would say to them, like advice growing up. And then you would say for the next round, talking to yourself, like 10 years in the future, like, what what you hope for your future and yeah literally cried within the first five ten minutes and honestly um i didn't think i'd be that emotional and it was very like you know i've done like writing letters to your future self or whatever but talking to your inner child that was that was way different and i was like wow like what would what would you say to yourself as a child like that you're gonna experience that you would give advice about because it's like and it's hard to think of that in the in like such a short amount of time i guess you could say because you're just like well what's the first thing that comes to mind and it's just like oh fuck i don't even know i don't even know what i would say so like just trying to figure that out was just it was kind of hard for me and then you have the opportunity to share in the circle and you know i was i was very open-minded but it still wasn't like super open yet to like share that or share anything and then the next exercise was um, holding a mirror to your face and staring at yourself and saying like anything that comes to mind when you look at yourself. And it was interesting because honestly, I don't think I really truly stare at myself unless I'm doing my makeup or washing my face or brushing my teeth or like anything like that. So that was that was really like kind of difficult. And then um, you had to say um what did you have to say at the end after saying all those things which i was even shocked that i said mostly honestly negative things i didn't really say anything positive um 
which a lot of are the people that were in my group like pointed out and observed that and they were like why wouldn't you say anything positive like why would you say all the like only negative things like that's crazy and then at the end of talking to yourself in the mirror you say i am beautiful i am worthy i love you i believe that's what you said and man that was just like even super hard in itself to say looking at myself and i would i don't i don't think i've ever really done affirmations like that before to say those type of things to myself so i was just like that was even hard to like just get out and say and i cried during that too of course like fuck i honestly did not think i was gonna cry during that whole experience because like i just was obviously trying to be open-minded but i didn't think i'd be so emotional like so so quickly and so that was just that was a good um exercise and you know it's interesting to hear other people's stories or hear other people's perspectives on themselves or um experiences so it's it's nice to feel safe in a space like that because sometimes it is hard to open up to strangers and like to be vulnerable like that you know because you you've never met these people and it's like oh, why should I be vulnerable with you? Like, I'm never going to see you again. Like, you know what I mean? So it was just very, it was very heartwarming and very, um, a very nice feeling that people said very nice things. And it's sometimes even hard to hear nice compliments, you know? It's hard to even take, I don't know if others feel like that, but for me, like, it's hard to take a compliment because I'm just like, oh my God, stop. Like, don't say that. Um, And then the last exercise was about, like, partnership um how you are as a partner like what you can do to improve yourself as a partner what do you look for in a partner what is something you attract and man that one that was the one that broke me like seriously broke me um because i don't know i've never i don't even think i've really been in a relationship i don't know what kind of partner I am I don't know what I attract I don't know what kind of partner I would want well I know what I would want in my partner but like I don't I don't even know what kind of partner I would be to them because man I obviously from what you guys hear or have heard from like the dating app experiences I'm like I'm a fucking brick wall cold-hearted wall like I'm not even open to letting some like talking to somebody for a long time or like being a dick to a person the mcdonald's dude like being a dick to him and so it's just like fuck i don't even know so that that one that one was hard because it just didn't seem like i would ever be a good partner or i'm just gonna probably be single for a long time or it's gonna be hard for me to ever find a partner because who knows who knows and I don't want to get too deep into that because I feel I can talk about what happened, but I don't want to like overly share, overly share too much because, you know, I kind of left all the energy in the circle and it's hard to like reopen those type of emotions. You know what I mean? Maybe once I feel more comfortable about it, I guess you could say. I'll open more up about it, but I'm excited to attend my next one. Um, 
I think it's around the end of the month of this month, March. And I think the topic is about boundaries. So I'll obviously talk about it and talk about the experience and the exercises. And um, I'm really glad to have found it. And I think it's just a really good, like, soul refreshing thing for me. And it's just like a good time to let bad energy and like bringing good good energy and good thoughts and letting out emotions that I don't necessarily tap into all the time and just like being able to be vulnerable and feel safe with these women who like can give such great advice or just listen just listening is just a crazy concept sometimes of just like listening to people so um that was also another thing we did like uh with one of the exercises um Rita who's in charge of the women's circle she's like don't react to them just listen to them be their mirror like just look into their eyes which is hard in itself to even do just look someone in the eye and just be a reflection of them do not engage and it was just like wow that was a lot or that like that was just hard to even do because I'm just staring at this person they're just pouring out their heart and I'm just like you know you just want to hug them you just want to be like girl like I feel you blah 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 but you just you don't you don't give no reaction no you just be a vessel for them and you take that bad energy that they're feeling and put it back in the earth which she calls grounding so it's just you know learning new things of how to deal with things and just letting and expressing out your feelings so I thought that was, it was a cool experience. I'm glad to have found it and I can't wait to go to my next one and of course talk to you guys about it. Um, yeah, so here's another lovely commercial, sponsored commercial for y'all to listen to. And you know, I'm still looking for sponsors, just an FYI. So if anyone wants to sponsor me, hit me up. So this past weekend, I went to the happiest place on earth. So happy to have been back. Um, We had renewed our annual passes, I believe, last year. So we hadn't gone since then. And um, I've actually had my annual pass, honestly, for like, I think two or three years now. I can't believe that. Um, And it's just such a convenient thing because you don't have to buy a ticket like every freaking time. And... You know, the blackout periods for the one we have is honestly just for um, the end of December, like the last three weeks of December, I think. Like we have up until the first two weeks and that's literally all you need because the holiday stuff literally starts right after Halloween's over. So you guys already see everything and um, yeah, I just love it. And you get discounts, of course and yeah it wasn't it wasn't too crowded like it was probably your average crowded um they've started their california disney california adventure food and wine festival which started in february and ends in april um i actually like got a they call it a sip and saver pass and you get to i think annual pass holders it's 50 bucks and i think regular it's 58 and um you got eight tabs i believe 
and you get to use those tabs as money basically and try all the different foods in the booths different booths um you can only use them for food and non-alcoholic fyi (laughs) you cannot use them to buy alcohol and you know this festival i think that it's this festival and they have their food of the world's ones which is later in the year but this one is like your average food and wine festival that you i don't know if you guys have it in your hometowns but like the bay area does that in the different counties and um oh god i was dying because I think I mentioned it. I gave up alcohol for Lent and they had a beer garden and they had different kinds of beer flights. And I was just like, yo, there was one beer I really wanted to try. It was, I think, from Aftershock Brewery and it was a guava beer. And I was like, oh, my God. And should I just break it for this one weekend or one day and try the beer? I really wanted to. And I stayed strong, guys. Don't don't think less of me. I stayed strong. I did not try an ounce of alcohol. You can ask anybody that was around me that traveled with me. I did not have any alcohol. I was very proud of myself. I drank a lot of freaking water and like juice. <laughs> That's all I had. I had no, I did not get to try the guava beer. I'm trying to find it. I actually looked online at BevMo to see if I can find this beer so I can try it. So hopefully they start selling it so I can try because who doesn't love guava like that's one of my favorite fruits and juices um but yeah so i bought the sip and savor pass and i got to try different foods i follow a few foodie disney like account foodies on instagram so it was kind of great that they had already went and i kind of knew what i wanted to try um there was like a there's so many different um what do you call it different booths they all have different types of foods um let me see if i can they give you a little booklet so there's one called nuts about cheese uncork california golden dreams oh here are all the names california craft brews one in a melon peppers caliente ls la god i can't even speak sometimes la style avocado time off the co- off the cob i heart artichokes cluckadoodle moo berry patch and garlic kissed so these, this um, festival is all located in Disney California Adventure um, because that is the only park between Disneyland and obviously California Adventure that allows alcohol, but they do sell alcohol in the new Star Wars Galaxy's Edge now, but that's the only area in the park where as to DCA, you can walk around the whole park with alcohol because you got that neon colored cup though. Um, yeah, so I tried, what did I try? Let me see if I can briefly skim over what I've, what I tried. Oh, I definitely tried this chicken. Oh, the brunch fried chicken and waffle sandwich at the Golden Dreams booth. So it was, um, fried chicken and a waffle sandwich with mimosa inspired slaw and OJ bubbles. Okay. You would think that doesn't sound great, but I think that was one of the best things I had had. It was so yummy, like so yummy. And I'm picky about chicken. So that chicken was on point. And the mimosa inspired slaw and OJ bubbles, which were boba bubbles, super yummy with it. Like the taste just all went together. Super good. Um, What else did I try? I also tried. No, I didn't try that trying to look through this real fast 
Did I try the uh, barbacoa tacos? No, I don't think I tried the barbacoa tacos. Man, I didn't try anything from the, from the LA style one. Oh, that kind of... No, wait. I did. Yeah, we got the Asian style beef barbacoa street tacos. That one was yummy. That was from LA style. Um, oh, from Avocado Time. We tried the tortilla crusted fried guacamole with carne asada. And that had slices of avocado breaded in tortilla and fried, served with carne asada topped with pico de gallo and avocado crema drizzle. That one was good too. I love me some avocado. And of course, being in LA, if avocado is just an essential thing to have. Um, that was good. Oh, from off the cob, we had the Mickey shaped caramel peanut milk chocolate macaroon. Yo, that was a big ass Mickey shaped macaroon. It was hella bomb though. I actually thought I had gotten this other dessert, the chocolate hazelnut crunch. But when I went to go look for it, they're like, oh no, you have the macaroon. I'm like, the fucking macaroon. I wanted the freaking hazelnut because I love hazelnut. But I'm glad I got the macaroon. I never did get the freaking hazelnut crunch, but the macaroon was really good. Super chocolatey and peanut butter. Like, it was a good balance because sometimes I can't handle too much chocolate, but it was really, really good. Um, from Garlic Kissed. Oh, I had the black garlic soy braised pork belly banh mi. And I also tried the carbonara garlic mac and cheese with bacon. Yo, that mac and cheese was fire freaking fire but the pork belly also is really 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 good and mind you too these are all like i i don't want to say sample sizes because they're bigger than a sample size they're like um they're just smaller portions than um than your average um from the paradise garden grill which was next to the um beer garden in dca I tried the brisk or we tried the brisket sliders and the brisket fries. Those are okay. I could have went without that. I felt like that was like a waste of a tab, honestly. Um, I could have I could have definitely got something else. I also tried oh from Clockadoodle Moo. I tried the ranch fried ranch fried chicken wings. Yo, those were fire, but I definitely needed some fucking ranch. Like let me tell ya. I was like, yo, where's the ranch though? Cause they're ranch fried you don't get a side of ranch because i love everything with ranch ranch is life and if you disagree with that you're weird um but yeah the food and wine was fun it was very food filled instead of alcohol filled so that was great um we got to try the new star wars rise of the resistance ride and i don't know if you guys follow any of the craze of disneyland right now but like it's like a big deal when you get a boarding group right now because um, I forgot when the ride even opened. I want to say it opened. It did open in February, I believe. And like right now, that's the only way you can get on the ride is with a boarding group. It's not necessarily a fast pass. It's more of like a like reserving your spot to ride the ride. So if you have the Disneyland app, you use that to get your boarding group. And you basically have to go to the park stupid early and then wait for the actual park to open, which is 8 a.m. So we did this on Sunday because we drove down on Saturday, early morning, like two o'clock in the morning. And we didn't get in until like, of course, after the park opened, which was around like nine, I believe. So we didn't get a chance to do a boarding group. So we did it on Sunday. We woke up at six and got to the park by seven. 
And let me tell you, the line, I don't know, well, if you haven't been to Disneyland in a while, so there's the Disney gates, and then there's all this open space area with, like, the ticket boots, and then the other side is DCA. I shit you not, the lines for Disneyland were from the front of those gates to, like, mid-center of where the ticket boots were. The lines were fucking long because everyone was trying to make sure they were inside the park because your ticket needs to be scanned in Disneyland. It can't be scanned in DCA. You have to be in Disneyland. And so once your ticket is scanned, you are basically queued up in the process of having like being on the app and waiting until eight o'clock to get a boarding group. And once it's eight o'clock, yo, literally screams were happening everywhere once people got boarding groups. And I'm not gonna lie, my mom fucking screamed and I was like, girl, relax. <laughs> like, yo, it's not, it's we don't need to like be like everybody else, you know what I mean? But um, it was such a process because you know, you're competing with like thousands of people, and I was like, dude, you have to be on your phone and I have to be on my phone. Um, I was telling this to my mom, like, we both need to like attempt to try and whoever gets it first, that's who gets it. Because our tickets are linked. You gotta always make sure your your passes are linked and your app is like ready on the fly because that shit is real serious. Um, I'm not sure how long they're gonna do those boarding groups for because that ride I think will need that for a while until they I guess transition to a fast pass because let me say that ride is so movie-like and so amazing. I was like so shook. Like I liked it better than Millennium Falcon. It was um like i was speechless literally speechless for that whole process like i was like damn i could see why they spent so much money on this ride like it was oh it was legit i like if it was possible to like ride it over and over it is amazeballs like oh i i can't even i don't want to ruin it like i don't want to ruin any surprises but like the best part i'm pretty sure people have seen pictures floating from even disney world of like the stormtroopers when you get in the ride and wait to board or like go in it's so lifelike like i honestly thought those were all people just dressed up as stormtroopers or they were robots and no they're just they're just people they're just figures stormtrooper figures standing there it was nuts super nuts um but yeah i cannot say nothing bad about that ride i'm really glad it did not break down because i had heard like i think the on friday the day before when we got there on saturday people were saying it broke down it took no it broke down it broke down on saturday because i was checking the status of them boarding and they weren't boarding anything until like literally three o'clock in the afternoon because the ride had broke it took them five hours to fix it five hours like that's fucking crazy and now that i see the ride like i can understand why it takes five hours to reload that whole thing because it's huge like guys i'm telling you it is freaking huge it's like you're on the movie set of the last star wars movie that happened i can't i can't honestly remember what that one was called but you're like you feel like you're in the star wars movie it is crazy legit crazy legit and i can understand why it takes so long to reset it because there's a lot of moving fucking parts for it a lot of lot of moving parts and the people who are working that are super dedicated to be like the bad guys of whatever Kylo Ren's group is called. Like they were super dedicated in being like jerks and whatever. So I highly recommend that ride. I highly recommend. Um, I'll post where I found my um, tips of how to get the boarding pass for the ride because that shit was so super helpful. I'm not even gonna joke on it. It was super freaking helpful. Um, but yeah, it was amazing. They also had a new parade that debuted. I think a 
a week or so ago called magic man i just looked on it so i knew magic happens parade and can i say i did um when people had started posting on it when it first came out i did watch the whole thing already so i kind of knew what to expect because i just wanted to see it but can i just say that shit had the dopest soundtrack i don't know if you guys have ever seen the paint paint the night parade like i thought that song was legit no the magic happens parade song is legit af i found out it was written written by todrick hall I believe is his last name. I know his first name is Todrick. He's a YouTuber and he has done some amazing like mashups and um, I believe he was one in Taylor Swift's music videos recently. I don't remember. But I think they even said he used to work for Disney and he wrote an amazing song for that parade and my, so they had a, what floats did they have? They had, I can't remember what the opening float was for the life of me. I believe it was Mickey who was in the opening one, of course, obviously. Duh. Oh yeah, all the main characters, like Mickey, Minnie, Donald, Goofy, and Pluto, maybe, I believe? Yeah, that sounds right. And um, the second float was the Moana float, which was amazing. That was the most, like, deck, or detailed float of moana that you could bring to life that i ever like so speechless i wanted i'm still trying to i recorded obviously the whole parade and so i'm gonna post little videos of it it was amazing i was kind of like when i first seen a video of it i'm like dude moana is like asian she's not even like poly what is that there's no way you can tell me you have no polynesian looking girls to be moana but whatever you can only choose what you can i guess on disneyland amongst people who try out obviously but that flow was literally obviously my favorite because i love moana and then they had um hey hey had his own little like little little baby flow and he was walking around and then those um they had the like the guy dancers they were dressed as little coconuts and then maui had his own float and of course he was cool he had his own little little dance when the song came on um yeah i'll post a video so you guys can see because it's hard to describe and then there was a cocoa float that was like also like all the floats were so beautifully designed and like amazingly came to life i was literally so shook with how detailed and how extravagant they were the cocoa one was also very detailed really great and dude they brought the grandma's lion i forgot what it was even called her spirit animal or whatever you know how like the dog is they brought that lion thing to life wow 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 that thing was cray ray it was so big so amazing i loved it and then they did cinderella they did oh a tiana princess and the frog one which was beautiful tiana is one of my favorite disney um princesses and she's also the princess and the frog is one of my favorite disney movies also beautiful float they had the three fairy godmothers and sleeping beauty i believe oh they had a sword and they kind of had like the um like the og cartoon so they had like the sword and the stone not a lot of people know that one um so he had to float the uh, the magician the wizard and the boy i don't even know i haven't seen that movie in so long and then like walking and dancing was like aladdin genie um i can't even remember the other characters but they were like old school characters super like original og disney characters 
and then I mentioned Cinderella. Yeah, they have, the, of course, the Disney princess floats. Yeah, that parade is awesome. If you guys get a chance to see it, it kind of sucks that daylight savings happens because they only have two times, like the afternoon and then the quote-unquote night. But because the sun is, like, basically brisk or, like, sunset or whatever, I don't know why I said brisk, that you don't get to see, like, the, sh the parade at night anymore, really. Hopefully, they'll maybe, like, think about pushing the time back, but I don't know because they have so many other shows like fireworks and stuff but wow we watched that night show it was amazing like especially where we were sitting when i post my videos you'll see like how good of seats i had and oh my god the fairy godmother came up to me it was great i love fairy godmother she's like one of my favorites but my favorite fairy godmother will always be winnie houston in the brandy version of cinderella and y'all can agree with me if you've seen that one that is probably one of the best versions of cinderella i've ever seen so yeah that parade is amazing of course i ate churros i ate i had a funnel cake i hadn't had a funnel cake in so long oh so good i had the disney chimichangas i can totally vouch that that thing is amazing okay like i love getting the disney chimichangas um i didn't get a chance to have a dole whip i really wanted to like it was cold but it was also hot it's like your typical socal weather and then what else did i eat did i have a corn dog no i didn't have a corn dog Finally ate at Ballast Point in downtown Disney. That was super yummy. Um, we ate that before we headed home. Oh, I actually even finally tried Black Tap. Dude, I don't know if you guys have heard of Black Tap or seen their milkshakes. They're fucking crazy and totally diabetes in a cup. Like, I swear, all those shakes are over 2,000 calories. Way past 2,000 calories. But, you know, kudos to the people that obviously share it. There's no way you can eat that by yourself. If you do, you're going to a diabetic shock, even if you don't have diabetes. Like, I'm not even gonna front on that. But like, the food was actually really good. The burgers were on point. Um, what else did we eat? We did have a reservation for Oga's Cantina, which is, I think, the bar in Star Wars Galaxy Edge, but like, it was for such a late reservation. I mean, dude, we were dead ass tired because we had woken up so early for, um, to get a boarding group that we didn't even get to go and you know what there'll be many other times that we can go i've heard great things about it but also too they only have alcohol and i can't even drink right now so i'll wait until after lent and easter is over to go there um we stayed at paradise pier which is um one of the three disney hotels there's paradise pier grand california which is my favorite of course the og disneyland hotel um it's just very great and convenient obviously more pricier than staying at like an outside hotel obviously but it's just easier and you get like those magic mornings to go to the parks one hour early depending what day you go so it's also cool but i'm glad to have had that disney well my mom calls it disney refresh and um yeah hopefully i can share more disney tips with you guys if you guys truly enjoy it i'll take a poll because um disneyland has definitely changed since like who knows if if you've been within the last few years or not it has definitely changed prices have definitely changed um but it's always a good time i love two of my cousins actually work there so it's one of the great times when i go to like see them and hang out with them and like they tell me some inside scoops which is really fun and secrets <laughs> so it's cute and i just love it's always fun when even when you're adult sometimes it may seem weird for seeing a bunch of adults in disneyland but it's just fun because like if you have always gone to disneyland as a child it's a fun it's a fun memory to keep living as an adult and then when you eventually have kids you know 
it's going to be a great opportunity or it's going to be a great experience when you have kids yourself and transition from just being an adult to being a parent taking your kids so if I ever have kids or my cousin lets me take my damn godson to um Disneyland you know (laughs) be a fun experience um but yeah I enjoyed it it was really fun um I hope you guys liked a little bit of that and hopefully I can share more like I said about um my Disney experiences and tips so we'll see but yeah check that out check that all out the rise of the resistance the magic happens parade um if you're going within the next month because i think the food and wine festival ends in april go check that out so many amazing foods Thank you guys again for tuning in to Real Thick Thursday's podcast. Again, I apologize for not having an episode last week. Um, I just wanted to be on vacay mode apparently already, so my bad. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode. I hope I did not ruin Love is Blind for you. I tried to like not be too... Um, too detailed of how it pro how each relationship progressed since i did finish the season and watch the reunion um i hope you guys like the disney content because i love disneyland and i'm so glad i had just went and it was able to talk about it um i hope you guys enjoyed a little a little bit of my women's circle experience i can't wait to keep talking about it because it's such a such a really interesting experience and if anyone ever wants to go with me like of course i'll put them on the instagram story for you guys to check them out but if anyone obviously in the bay area wants to come with me more than welcome to join me it's really a really cool experience um i purely enjoyed it and i'm i would always love to share experiences that i experienced that i feel other people want will might want to check out or just like see for themselves what it is um so yeah i'll post out my story and you guys can check that out for yourselves and maybe we can go together um so again thank you guys for tuning in and laying it on real thick with your girl and tune in next week for another episode of real thick thursday's podcast have a great great weekend everybody